Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, a slight tangent, the crappy quiz, and you had to be there. You had to be there, like, but I wish I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Off the Ball Daily. Welcome to Thursday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, another contract extension signed at Connacht. Jack O'Donoghue is on his way to tackle school and Claremont have a new head coach. But first, the big news of the day is of course the reveal of Andy Farrell's Six Nations squad. The most glaring omission is the name of Joey Carberry when it had been anticipated that Farrell would name four out halves ahead of the trip to Wales in a couple of weeks. Instead, Jack Crowley and Ross Byrne have been chosen as the support cast for Jonathan Sexton. There's a first call-up for Leinster's 21-year-old centre Jamie Osborne, with his provincial teammate Robbie Henshaw missing out through injury. As expected, Munster's Gavin Coombs earns a recall, effectively taking the place of the injured Max Deegan. Another Leinster player, Joe McCarthy, is preferred at lock to Kieran Treadwell. Taking you through the squad in full, the outside backs are Keith Earls, Mac Hansen, Hugo Keenan, Jordan Larmer, James Lowe, Jimmy O'Brien and Jacob Stockdale. Among the centres are Connacht's out-of-form and out-of-favour Bundiaki. Stuart McCloskey gets the nod, as does Jamie Osborne and Gary Ringrose. The out-halves are those Ross Byrne, Jack Crowley and Jonathan Sexton trio. And at scrum half, Farrell has picked Craig Casey, Jemison Gibson-Park and Connor Murray. Among the props are Finlay Bealham, Tyg Furlong, Keen Healy, Dave Kilcoyne, Tom O'Toole and Andrew Porter. At hooker we have Rob Herring, Ronan Kelleher and Dan Sheehan. The locks are Tyg Byrne, Ian Henderson, Joe McCarthy and James Ryan. And in the back row Farrell will pick between Ryan Bird, Jack Conan, Gavin Coombs, Caelan Doris, Peter O'Mahony, Keen Prendergast and Josh van der Flyer. Andy Dunn was one of those who saw Osborne's call-up coming. On Wednesday Night Rugby, he compared the Leinster man to one of his former Harlequins teammates, 2003 World Cup winner Will Greenwood. My cat played with Will Greenwood a lot. I actually texted Will on Saturday after that game and asked him, had he an affair with some Irish woman 21 years ago? <laughs> he is He's remarkably like... Um, where he's yeah. remarkably like him in terms of how he runs mm. and um, the first try he scored it, I, I obviously played two or three seasons with Will inside him and his running style is remarkably similar but then the more I look at him it's his, his, his capacity to be versatile in the game now obviously Will wasn't a left footer but Will had a kicking game and a smart kicking game and Osborne has got that he's obviously a left footer is a huge plus now the Irish squad seem to have plenty of that all of a sudden between James Lowe, Jimmy O'Brien absolutely Um, but he's got a passing game Mm. very very clean crisp passing game and a varied passing game a wide passing game he can pass early he can pass late go into the line put someone in a gap he's obviously a threat himself um, but yeah, a remarkable run. Will so English World Cup winners can be so endearing. He said, uh, "Come back to me when he's got thirty Test tries." <laughs> was his response. So the classic uh, World Cup winners' response. But in fairness, he tongue in cheek. He did say later on he went and watched it, and you know, kind of good player. Full stop. He got back, which I would say is high That's enough not praise for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he'll be someone when you're looking at. Um, the makeup of the squad. He's, it won't be a huge surprise. Timing is isn't timing so important and mm. luck, but he puts in a performance like that a week before the the selection. Everything about it looked like he would be very comfortable in an international setting to me. And sometimes people just 
leapfrog into groups like that. On this morning's OTB AM, former Munster out half Ian Keatley was asked who he would have included at out half. I was kind of thinking, like, obviously because Ross Byrne was playing well, but I was kind of thinking he's probably going to stick with his, his reliables. Obviously, Johnny was going to be in. I probably thought he was going to go with uh, Joey Carberry and um, Jack Jack Crowley. And even the way they've got Jack Crowley at the, at the moment, they've got him playing 10 and 12. So just w- w- with, with kind of thinking of the squad, if you have like a 10 who can also play multiple positions on the bench, it kind of frees up it. So Ross is mainly... Uh, and out now 10. So that's why I thought they might have went with Joey because obviously Sexton's going to start. So then I think they're going to go with Joey who could play 10 and 15. And then you've got Jack who could play 10 and 12. So that's that's the way probably coaches would be thinking. Do they have the cover on the bench for multiple positions? But as I said there already, I can quite understand why Ross is being picked. He's he's the he's probably the form 10. Um, and you could see him even starting Maybe not the first test, Wales away, but you could you could see them playing the two tests that are away from home against Italy and Scotland because that's what they need to do as well. Like they need to start developing, developing other tens who you could easily see Johnny retiring after the World Cup, mm. or if Johnny gets an injury, they need someone who's able to step up. And the only way they're going to be able to step up if they get realistic game time or starting a Six Nations match, and um, I think that's what he. Uh, I think he needs to do that. He needs to do that in this Six Nations. Keatley also gave an insight to what Crowley brings to the squad. Farrell hasn't closed the door on any of those left out, whether due to form or injury, saying they'll have the opportunity to push their case playing for their provinces in the URC over the coming weeks, as no doubt we will need to call upon the wider group as the tournament progresses. Jack's a great guy and even talking to him, he loves talking about rugby and and different ideas and different approaches. Like he's got He's got all the skills set and um like i think he has the right temperament for for a 10 like he's 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 obviously playing 12 a bit at the moment but i think that's only going to help him develop develop his game i think playing in different positions will will help you like if you're if you're playing 12 and you're 10 sometimes you just want the 10 to give you the ball a little bit earlier so you can use your footwork and it'll help him see different space um that he can create a 12 and 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 we can see that he's actually doing that quite a lot with Munster. he's helping joey out He's another distributor, and um, I think that's just going to help his game. But he, even look at his age age profile; he's a, he, he's still young. He's I think he's twenty three years old. Um, like he's got a lot of a lot of time ahead of him. So it's a good time for him to get into that Irish squad, get a few caps, and you can really see see him being. Probably, I, I think he could be the starting number ten in the, after the World Cup. Niall Murray is the fourth Connacht player this week to sign a contract extension with the province. The Roscommon Lock will stay with the Sports Grand team until 2025. Murray joins John Porch, Dave Heffernan and Quaylen Blade in extending their stays with Connacht this week. And Jack O'Donoghue will miss Sunday's Heineken Champions Cup game away to Toulouse after being handed a three-game ban. The flanker has been punished for a dangerous challenge on Northampton Lock David Ribbons. O'Donoghue will miss the URC game with Benetton as well, but he could return against Ospreys on February 17th. That's if he attends that infamous tackling school. Munster forwards coach Mike Prendergast has been assessing Sunday's opposition to lose. Something within that, they're incredibly physical side, so I think the contact zone is going to be a, a massive part of it and you see the type of team they are in terms of how they're set up, um, in terms of, of, of uh, how effective they are around the rock. They've so many threats, um, so we've got to be really on, on, on the ball around that, that area on, on Sunday. Um, and then it's about 
you know, as I spoke about the, the, the contact zone and then it's about managing the game, not, not overplaying either, um, because as I, sp- I spoke about, alluded to physically they are a big team and you've got to, I suppose, not move them around, but we've got to try and find a bit of space as well, you know. So, um, yeah, look, when you talk about Toulouse, you talk about both sides of the ball. They're a world-class team with world-class players and um, you've got to be in the moment for, for this 80-plus minutes because, as we know as well, if, if you talk about their team, but in terms of their squad and what they, can, what they can bring off the bench. So we really need to be on our game and, and, and be in the moment in every action. Jared Payne won't be handed the reins at Claremont on a full-time basis. The former Ulster and Ireland fullback has been placed in temporary charge for this weekend's Heineken Champions Cup game with the DHL Stormers following the sacking on Monday of John O'Gibbs. Gibbs paid the price for their 44-29 defeat at home to Leicester last weekend. Instead, Claremont have turned to the fiery former Bordeaux head coach Christophe Urios. You may remember him from a series of touchline spats which often included La Rochelle head coach Ronan O'Gara. Claremont need a win this weekend to have any hope of qualifying for the last 16 of the Champions Cup and despite sitting 10th in the top 14, Urias hasn't ruled out qualifying for the playoffs there. And finally, the legal tackle height will be lowered to the waist across all forms of the community game in England from next season. The English RFUs unanimously approved the move in a bid to reduce head injuries. It will apply to all matches at National 1 Division and below in the men's game and Championship 1 and below for women. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for all your latest rugby podcast updates. We'll have team news galore ahead of this weekend's Heineken Champions Cup and Challenge Cup matches on tomorrow's show. Until then, my name is Richie McCormick. Take care.